Welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And today we're talking to Stephanie Cook. She's a wellness coach out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's right. You're listening to BizQuick. This is where Julie and Corey provide quick and useful information to small business owners. BizQuick is the podcast where small business owners get to showcase their businesses and receive expert advice and guidance in areas many entrepreneurs struggle with. And you, the listener, get solutions, tips, and tricks on real-world topics that many small business owners face. Julie and Corey are the experts small businesses hire when they need solutions. And the BizQuick podcast is just one way they deliver those solutions. Let's start the show. Hey, guys. Hey, Stephanie. Thanks for joining us. We're excited to have you on the show today. We think one of the things that many small business owners take for granted is their health or that they don't pay enough attention to is their health. They're so busy working. So excited to hear the tips and information that you have that can help them live a more healthy lifestyle as they're working, you know, 70, 80, 90 hours a week. You have a really interesting backstory in that you've recreated your career many times um, over the past 10, 15 years. Um, And at one point you were focused exclusively on wellness coaching. Um, Can you talk to us a little bit about what wellness coaching means and how you were helping people, like how you were helping them change their lives? Sure, absolutely. So I think probably it's helpful if I just give a little bit of my own background to explain to you how it led to wellness coaching. So I started out my career working in consulting. I was really one of those go-getter, you know, nowadays they call them an entrepreneur, Um, really was hustling, was doing a ton of things to get ahead, to climb that corporate ladder, found myself at the end of um, five years, just completely burnt out, you know, suffering from adrenal fatigue, um, chronic fatigue, uh, had a failing relationship. Um, my health was, you know, I was overweight. I was having trouble sleeping. I was drinking too much, um, a whole host of things. And I really blamed the system. I blamed my job. I blamed my managers and kind of hopped out of the rat race, focused in on taking care of myself and came to learn through this process of learning about coaching, becoming certified as a coach, becoming certified as a health coach. I uh, studied at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and um, really came to learn that it, it wasn't the job, it was the things that I was not doing to care for myself so that I could perform at that high of a level. And so that is really the focus of the coaching that I have done in the past is, is how, can, how can, I primarily have focused on women, but how can anyone be a high performer in today's world where things don't shut off um, and how they have to do that is to really have some type of focus on their health, their well-being, their work-life balance. So focusing on those couple of things. Can you run through like what, what your coaching, you know, looks like, like what somebody would expect if they were, if they were to hire you? Uh, Sure. So I run a six week program and it's really kind of a nuts to bolts, like full lifestyle review and um, in some cases an overhaul. Although most of the time what I find is clients just need a little tweak in one area that can shift how things 
work in other areas of their life. So we focus on their, you know, we spend one week talking about career and how do you make your work meaningful? How do you manage your time? Um, how do you advocate for yourself at a job? Um, we spend a week talking about nutrition. We spend a week talking about relationships and uh, talking about exercise and self-care. And then, you know, kind of from those initial conversations, we'll craft maybe what the rest of the um, program will look like on an individual basis. What are some tips or small changes that um, small business owners could make that would m make a difference for them? Just little tweaks that they could do that would help them out to start moving down the right path. Sure. Um, so when I think about small business owners and even anyone who's working maybe not as a small business owner, but managing a team or has a high, kind of a higher profile job. So yeah, the, the first question that I really encourage people to ask themselves when we start talking about stress management and work-life balance is, what can you stop doing? Just outright stop doing what doesn't need to be done, what doesn't need to be done by you, you know, focusing in where are your strengths and leveraging your strengths to be really successful and then finding ways to either cut things out or outsource things to make your life easier. I'm a huge proponent of outsourcing, whether it's, you know, hiring somebody to design a logo or build a website or bringing somebody in to clean your house because you don't have time to do that. Like it can be any and anything that really would make your life easier and free up some time. Uh, so that's really number one. Um, number two, I would say, um, especially right now living in the world that we live in, um, where things seem so in flux constantly is really having a routine and having systems that you can leverage to keep some consistency in your day-to-day. -day. I think that's crucially important for people, especially right now. Schedules, I mean, I can only speak for myself. My schedule is not what it used to look like where I would go into an office from eight to five. Um, so now I'm really in charge of my own schedule, like most people are. Um, and then lastly would be focusing in on, you know, the fundamentals of health. So making sure you're getting enough sleep, making sure you're turning off your devices at certain times. So you're not getting those, you know, the, the blue light really disrupts your energy patterns. Um, looking at ex being active every day. It doesn't need to be like going out and running five miles. Like, can you take a walk around the block? Just staying, you know, staying somewhat active, not sitting in front of a computer all day and then making sure that you're eating well, I'll say. That's a whole loaded topic, which we can get into if you guys want to, but uh, I believe that eating well can, can and should look differently for everyone. So I'm not here to recommend any specific eating method for anyone, but I think just eating in a healthy way, eating in a mindful way, drinking in a mindful way, socializing in a mindful way um, are all very important. And, and, and can be really simple, right? You can really simplify those things with the help of a professional. How, what's your stance on caffeine, Stephanie? <clears throat> I love caffeine. <laughs> uh, I'm a real coffee junkie. I have found for myself that I need to have a hard stop at, you know, one or two o'clock. Otherwise, it greatly impacts my sleep, my energy levels for the next day. And it's really just a compounding effect. What, what, one of the things that um, you had just mentioned a little bit ago that I think that, I mean, it, and this applies to 
adults and, and children across the board. Like our, our, our world became extremely digital very quickly. Um, the, the in-person communications and all of that, like everybody's spending so much of their day in front of their screen. What would you recommend? Like, I mean, like you said, take a walk around the block. Is it like, I've, I've seen some apps that like remind you every 20 minutes to get up and walk around or whatever. Like, what would you recommend in terms of like com combating this, this screen world that we live in now? Yeah. I think, you know, if, if you could have an app or set a timer to just get up and walk around and move that that's really great. Uh, I have been trying personally to just like make sure I get outside every day. Um, so whether that's like just for a half hour, like I said, walking around, if that's going running, if it's walking to the grocery store instead of driving, um, you know, it, it's really interesting to live in a time where there's this health pandemic and there's not a lot of talk about living a healthy lifestyle. Uh, that message has really been, I won't even say lost. It just hasn't been there at all. So doing something as simple as going outside, getting some vitamin D, breathing some fresh air, whether you are masked or not, uh, is, is, can, can be really simple. You know, I go on my lunch break normally because that's my only free time during the day. So I use that time. It's time that I would normally be sitting. So instead I just go for a little walk and then come back and eat. Well, and, and that's funny and without getting, you know, into politics because that's not what this is about, but the, the, what everybody, like basically what's been forced upon us is like order in pizza and watch Netflix. Mm -hmm. um, so like that, that I think is something that we definitely need to address more is the, the getting outside. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna hurt anybody if you go for a walk around the block. So that I, I appreciate that. So a big part of a healthy lifestyle is reducing stress, right? Minimizing or reducing stress. Um, what are your top um, ways that you um, coach people on how to reduce stress or minimize it? I already kind of mentioned, you know, figuring out what you, what you don't need to do or what you would need to outsource. Um, thinking about, I'll call it time management for lack of a um, more descriptive term, but figuring out how to best utilize your time. So if that means, you know, disconnecting from your email for two hours and staying really focused on delivering a task at hand, um, you know, really leveraging your time in a, in a specific way is I think crucial to meeting deadlines, to getting tasks delivered, not multitasking. So like the opposite of multitasking, Sorry, that was a really long way for me to get to not multitasking. Um, so, so that would be number two. Um, and then I would say for me, number three is meditation. So finding some quiet time to like focus. I use a meditation app, but that can look very different for a lot of people. That can be going outside and taking a walk and being disconnected. That can be just not sitting in front of your um, computer for a few minutes and, and allowing yourself some time to just be and digest everything that's happening versus constantly being reactive. I think a lot of that stress comes from this need to respond, this need to react, this need to be front and foremost, which is all important, but you can do that in a very strategic way and still be able to deliver a lot of value. For our, our small business owners out there who are listening, this is something that they might not be thinking about with their employees. 
Because a lot of a lot of what we're talking about is like things that I can do and that I can do and I can do. Like, what should I though be doing for my people? Well, no, I think is I think that's good. I think we see some of that, like pushing that type of culture coming in. You know, you hear about it in Silicon Valley, um, but really for a small business where you have a small number of employees, maybe creating a, a culture. And I'm sure you guys talk about this or work on this with your clients as well. Like creating a culture can be very simple when you have a smaller staff and everyone can get, can feel ownership in that process. So just creating that culture of wellness, you know, I mean, would, would that include like, um, nobody responds to emails after 8 PM or, or something like that. Like saying that, like, you know, here's like, here are our actual off hours. Go be with your family mm -hmm. Go outside. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a really great idea. I read something. I mean, obviously not every company can give a bonus, but I read about some company who gives employees a thousand dollar spot bonus for taking a five day vacation without checking email, which is like, you should be able to take a five day vacation without checking email, without a financial incentive, just with a wellness incentive. So I don't think you need to be giving that, but just having a culture where that is accepted and that's the normal instead of expecting people to be always on and really recognizing, I mean, I think especially right now, or maybe it's just that a lot of things have come to light. It's like people need to be able to disconnect. Uh, it makes them more productive. It makes them better workers. It, it really builds stronger teams and stronger work communities if you do that, if you encourage that type of environment. We wanted to take a quick break to tell you more about SB Pace, the small business consulting company that makes this podcast possible. SB Pace, which stands for Small Business Planning, Advising, Coaching, Expertise, focuses solely on helping small businesses and entrepreneurs. Are you looking to start a small business of your own? SB Pace can get you up and running with a solid foundation that's built to last. Are you an existing small business in a slump or just looking for ways to improve what you do? We can help with that. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? SB Pace is the partner you need. You can find out more about SB Pace and what we have to offer by visiting our website, sbpace.com. Right now, because of COVID-19 and just the, the general state of the world, people are spending more and more time in front of their television, right? Mm -hmm. They're binge watching Netflix or you know, whatever, and watching some, I mean, I have friends who watch the news like 12 hours a day, right? So how much do you think that type of activity or those, that behavior plays into a person's overall health and well-being? Uh, I think it is very impactful to people's health and well-being. I mean, no matter what you believe right now, I'm not taking a stance either way, but things are so divisive that it's hard not to be emotionally engaged in what's happening right now on a variety of fronts, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's socially, whether it's, um, you know, the, the election. Um, these things are all emotionally charged and you have to really, I think, be aware of how much you're consuming, when you're consuming, making sure you have the ability to turn that off. Um, and quite honestly, I know it's really hard right now, but trying to stray from 
having heated conversations on social media, right? That is really negatively impactful to people's health, I think. I know that you recently, um, actually, I'm not sure how long it's been, but you, you have taken a stand and, and sort of removed yourself from social media where you're not really spending any time on any of the social platforms. Um, have you seen an, an impact for you from a health perspective? Oh, absolutely. I feel so much more mental clarity. I feel honestly more connected to people in a lot of ways because I'm required to reach out to the people that I want to connect with versus them constantly kind of pushing content on me. Um, I also feel that I just didn't feel there was a lot of positivity coming out of those platforms. And I'm a big proponent of having constructive dialogue, but that was not happening. And I found once I took myself off of those platforms, I could, I was better able to have constructive dialogue with people like in real life or in real time versus just being a uh, keyboard warrior, let's say. Because I have a lot of friends that I don't necessarily agree with their um, their beliefs, but we're able to discuss them in a really healthy manner. And, and I think often we find that we have more in common than we, than we're led to believe we disagree on. And that's, that's a great point. And that's something that I think that spending all of that time on social media or watching the news or whatever, like you only get, you don't get any of the positive it's all just negative, 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 doom and gloom, whatever. And then also from the standpoint of people are more willing to be, to, to, to say negative things when there's the internet, you know, yeah. between them and the person receiving it versus in person, you know, like a lot of things, it's like the whole thing with road rage, like people like they, you know, they're, they get all angry in their car and it's like, well, cause you have a car between you and the other person get out of that car. I guarantee you, you're not going to say the same thing. Right. Um, so that, that, that's, a, that's a great point. I heard an interesting statistic recently. If you are an average American living to 75, you will spend 30 years of your life watching television. That's appalling. Yeah, that's insane. Yes. Think, of, think about how many other things you could accomplish with your time that would be so meaningful and add so much more value to your life. So Stephanie, I know that you and your husband, Mike, uh, spend time on the weekends hiking occasionally, going to various parks and whatnot, like national parks and forests and whatnot. So can you, um, can you just talk to us, tell our listeners what that does for you, like from a health perspective, the benefits of that? Uh, absolutely. So, uh, you know, for us, we, we live in a city, we live, you know, in a very um, crowded part of a city. So, you know, there's, I mean, there's parks, but it's not like a park. So for us, we really, we need to get out, see some trees, see some green on a regular basis. Um, for us, it's a great way for us to really disconnect. Uh, you know, we talked about screen time already and things like that. When you're outside, you, you're forced to not be on your phone or your computer. It's not even a thing that is, is available to you. Uh, so there's that. Um, for us, it's a great way for us to personally connect one-on-one -on -one without any distractions. We're able um, to talk. Uh, we love to be active. So that's a huge benefit for us to just be outside exercising. And um, yeah. 
if there's one thing, so speaking of social media and news and, and the instant gratification world that we live in, if there's one thing that you could recommend that would like, like one simple thing, like, like if you, like, what's the, what's the one thing that somebody could do right now that's quick, it's easy just to improve their lives? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> there, there, there are so many simple things that if you just did one, they would make a huge impact. So it's hard to pick just one, you know, something as simple as making sure you're getting the right amount of sleep that you're disconnected from your phone at night when you go to bed um, or making sure that you're drinking enough water. Like that is so simple to do. You just need to like make the commitment to do it. Um, so something like either one of those, I would highly recommend doing something simple like eating one more vegetable or one more piece of fruit a day over what you're eating right now, that something like that would be hugely beneficial. That really, you know, it's a low input for a big output. I would encourage people to focus on something like that. So I, one of the elements of your program that you referenced earlier is relationships, where you spend time talking about relationships. What does that look like um, for your clients and what, could, what tips could you give to small business owners to help them in that area? Noting sure. that you're not a therapist. You're just, oh. yes. <laughs> yes, definitely not. Uh, but a lot of times what I find, and this is across the board, whether you're a small business owner or a working professional, um, if you're stressed, if you're suffering from burnout, that's going to impact all of the relationships in your life. And it's probably mostly going to impact the most important relationships in your life. I mean, for me, it was um, my then boyfriend, who's now my husband. And we really had to, or I really had to approach that relationship differently. Um, I think he was doing everything he knew how to do to support me. And it really became about me supporting myself so that I could be a better partner. Um, in terms of, of us and a lot of the people that I work with, it you know, can be as simple as making sure if you're eating dinner together, you're, you have your phones away so you can actually connect one-on-one -on -one or you know, establishing a date night. Uh, anything, anything like that, that can really um, build up a relationship with without putting a lot of pressure on it, I think is some really simple things to do. Um, some of the other things that I talk about with my um, coaching clients is about, you know, building a network of people around you who really encourage you, who challenge you and push you. I work with high performers and high performers need to be surrounded by other high performers. So finding your crew of people that can um, really lift you up, that you can, you know, sometimes commiserate with, but more so can, you know, bounce ideas off of, talk through issues with, you know, being part of almost like, not a formal mastermind, but, you know, having a mastermind of, of peers from whatever professional background that you can, can connect with. You know, there's that saying, you're the the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. So really focusing on making sure that you're spending time with the right people and the, and the people that are adding value to your life and that you're adding value to their life. You know, if you have a friend or a partner who's constantly 
bringing stress to you or drama to you, you know, evaluating that relationship and, and deciding if that's something you want to carry forward and, and what that means to everything else in your life if you do want to participate in a relationship like that. So, yeah, that, that's really important. And I mean, the, the, the whole concept of being present like is, is something that I think that we all need to think about that, you know, when you're with somebody, you don't need to be looking at your phone the entire time. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that I think that we see a lot and we do a lot. Before we close out this podcast, uh, can you tell us a little bit or tell us where we can find you, contact you, learn sure. more? Sure. Uh, so if people want to reach out via email, they can go to my website. It's stephaniecookwellness.com. Uh, they can connect with me there. I have some free content, um, some blog posts and things of that nature that are there. I also am sometimes on Instagram at stephaniecookwellness. Um, so you can also feel free to connect with me there as well. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been really great having you. Thank you, guys. This was fun. If you want to learn more about us, you can go to our website, svpace.com or bizquickpodcast.com. And you can connect with us, uh, ironically, now that I'm pushing social media after talking about how terrible it was, on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to our podcast. Download it, listen, like, and review, and definitely give us feedback. Because as Corey says, we love feedback. We do. We love getting feedback and we love giving feedback. So reach out to us, give us some topics that you might want to hear about. Tell us what you liked, what you didn't like. This podcast is for you, the listener. So we want to make sure it's, it's what you want. Most importantly, we have a book out. It's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. You can get that on Amazon. If, you, on our, if you're on our website, you can uh, click through to get it on Amazon. Either way, uh, we recommend that you buy the book, read the book, and let us know what you think. Exactly. Thanks again for listening. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And this is BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.